Hello, world. Hey, world. Hello, world. Welcome to Hello, world. The future is female. Welcome back to another episode of Hello World, The Future is Female. I'm actually really excited for today's episode because it's veering off into another path compared to the previous episodes where I had college students provide advice and insight on making an impact. And today I'm honored to talk to Lindsay Fleming. She is not only a licensed therapist, but a social media influencer, entrepreneur, private practice owner, (laughs) the list just keeps on going on. But she's really an important role model and figure. I truly admire her always keeping it real and how much she values connecting with her community. As always, a brief introduction. In addition to her career providing therapy, she is passionate about spreading accurate education on mental health. With over 320,000 followers on her social media, Lindsay is most definitely abolishing the stigma surrounding mental health and mandating a bigger community of all ages, races, and genders that supports and encourages one another. I mean, I think we can all agree that 2020 was a tough year, to say the least, but it was still a major breakthrough for spreading awareness for mental health, equality, representation, something that Lindsay is most definitely fighting for. Thank you so much for coming on here to talk to me about your mission and what you're really doing. Thank you as well. I'm just so honored to be here and I love what you're doing and it just inspires me too to keep on going and making sure the world knows that we have voices and we can use them. As I mentioned in your introduction, I really admire how you connect with your community and make time for that. How I found you was I was going through my Instagram and I found your Instagram lives on Wednesdays and I was like studying for an exam because exams just passed and I was like, okay, I'll just like look and then there's the environment that was in there. I just like was on there until the very end and when I joined them on Wednesdays and just listening to everyone's stories, advice and just being in that positive environment where everyone is encouraging one another, it just brightens my day. And so could you just tell me a little bit about that community that you created with your social media platforms? Yes, of course. I know, I know myself pretty well. And with my ADHD, I can tend to be all over the place. So it's really important for me that I structure things. So I was doing this more for myself of how do I consistently show up for my community. And so Wednesdays that happened to be the day I'm not at my private practice late. So I was like, this will be the day that I know I'm most likely free to kind of be there and answer these questions. And what had happened was same people showing up every week and they really created a community for themselves. So I love that they took it into their own hands. And I have um, one of my fan pages has like 12 girls who all have a group chat together where they support each other. And on top of that, they're like making videos and edits of me, which is so cool to watch. But I really admire my community for the one being the ones who are showing up every week and encouraging each other. We naturally created this space that's very safe for teens and making sure, you know, I feel it's important when, um, when I can speak to my experience, my education, but I think hearing it from people who've experienced it and seeing someone who looks like you talking about it is so important. So that's why I love doing the Instagrams where I can pull on people and they can share their story because I do believe representation is so important and I want to use my platform to give other people a voice. I really love that. In addition to your massive influence on social media, you're still a licensed therapist. So why did you decide to pursue a career in therapy, especially for kids and teens? Yeah, so I always loved working with teens. I loved working with kids. All of my jobs were around kids. And, you know, I was a lifeguard. I taught swim lessons in high school. So I just knew I wanted to work with kids. 
and I'm dyslexic, so I struggle with spelling and sometimes like where to put a comma in a sentence, things like that, that it's just been really hard for me. And so growing up, I always thought I wasn't smart enough. And I thought that I couldn't be a teacher because my weaknesses would just show through too much and people wouldn't think that I'm enough. So I was like, what's another way I can help teens and kids and work with them? And I struggled with anxiety growing up and I had panic attacks that my mom and I were not sure what they were. I remember her sitting with me being like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I just know I'm not okay. And she's like, okay, I'll sit here with you. And just trying to figure out what's going on. And she brought me to a therapist. It just didn't work. It didn't click. And so I really wanted to be the person that I didn't have growing up. And I felt like it fit my strengths really well. And that's how I decided that I wanted to be a therapist. Wow. That's really nice. I think, I think that's really um, great that you use what seemed like a weakness, but turned it into your advantage and how you're creating that community for others to have a safe space to just talk. So speaking of your TikToks and that community, I recently saw one of them on the continuous rise in depression rates with teens. And, you know, as I was reflecting on my first semester in high school, I realized that it gets more competitive. Everyone is thinking about what college they want to get into, if they're going to get into a college. And you know, at times it's, it's really cutthroat. And with that being said, how do you recommend people, no matter like what point in life they're at, to stop comparing themselves to other people and just try to stay focused on what they're doing? Yeah. And if anybody is familiar with my um, TikToks or in my community, I like to use this phrase for that a lot called baby steps. Like, I think it's something we all know. We can really understand what that means. And essentially, it's like sometimes we just put so much pressure on ourselves. Like, I know for myself, I'm like, okay, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do it. I'm going to run every day. And I just go in too hard and it's not sustainable. So I really think it's important just to take those baby steps to get to what you want. And so what that would look like when we're talking about comparison. The first step is recognizing when you're comparing yourself. And that's so once we recognize, okay, I'm comparing myself a lot, then we move into the next step of how do we stop ourselves. And that looks like replacing that thought or recognizing I'm comparing myself. This is unhelpful to me. This doesn't make me feel more productive. This doesn't make me feel good about myself and trying to find things that make you do feel good about yourself and do make you feel empowered instead of just constantly looking down on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I guess kind of going off of that, especially in the new year of 2021, I think everyone wants a fresh start and just kind of move past this 2020. But how do you recommend people stick to their goals or those New Year's resolutions, like you said, with those baby steps? Yeah, that's all it is, is I think, you know, being, you know yourself. So holding yourself accountable is important and being clear on what you want to achieve. And if you write your goals down and you say them out loud, it's like 30 or 40% more likely you're going to follow through on them. So I think that's a good takeaway is just being able to actually physically write them down and make sure they're measurable so you can see your progress and let other people know to help you hold yourself accountable right and that again that community is really important so stress this word has a negative connotation to it but uh, I I'm curious to see how you deal with stress anxiety and kind of time management with you know everything that you're juggling Mm -hmm. you know I always want to make sure I talk about the fact that a lot of therapists have their own therapists 
you know, and I got to be at my best for my clients. So I think it's important that I have my girl, Debbie, I got her on on my phone if I need her and be able to make those sessions if we're feeling overwhelmed, if I'm feeling stressed. But a lot of times, you know, starting TikTok, I struggled. I was stressed. I felt pressure to constantly be putting out content. And I had to take a step back and find that balance of what was enough for me that I was putting out and making sure I'm taking care of myself. And a lot of that looks like that exercise is talking about making sure I'm going on walks, making sure I'm putting my phone down and being present in the moment and spending time with friends and family is how I de-stress. Everybody's de-stressing looks different. And that's where I think um, I hear a lot too about self-care is in face masks and going shopping and uh, things like that. And that's not really what that's one form, but really self-care is about recognizing and being in tune with yourself and knowing when you're getting overwhelmed and being able to use skills like deep breathing and mindfulness and being present in moments. And so I just think that that's important to bring to light too, that we all experience stress differently, different things stress us out. We cope differently and that it's more about hygiene. Like we do with physical health. We need that mental health hygiene as well. Right. And it's like you said, recognizing that. And if you do need help, go seeking that and just find that, you know, that space where you're comfortable about talking with whatever you need. The next thing I want to talk about is procrastination. It's one of the biggest things 95% of us struggle with. I mean, I would like to be a part of that 5% that doesn't, but it's inevitable, really. So, however, I would like to know how I can reduce the impacts of procrastination. And I will say this is a big thing with ADHD and anxiety that we see is procrastination with anxiety. We're looking at people who are, don't know where to start, overwhelmed, don't want to do it wrong. When we're looking at ADHD, a lot of times it's just can't get ourselves, it's called initiating disease, can't get ourselves to start it. So um, my I have ADHD and anxiety, so I'm definitely not in that 5% that doesn't struggle with procrastination. And a lot of it is really labeling what it is. And I think people forget that this this is a form of self-harm. I think we think of self-harm in certain ways, but not staying on top of your work is causing you mental stress. And so I think it's important to label it because then it's like, oh, wow, I really need to take care of this and make steps to change this. And for me, what that looks like is really holding myself accountable, writing stuff down, telling other people, having like my fiance check in with me. So when I get home, I'm like, Danny, I cannot turn on Netflix until I finish answering this email. And then he's like, okay. And if he sees me grab that remote, he's like, Lindsay, you can't do that until you send that email. So I think it's about finding a support system and being honest with yourself and holding yourself accountable is super important. Writing it down, keeping organized. We've been talking about that community that can really help you be a better person and stick to your goals and the things that you need to do. But how can, how do you find that safe space? Yeah, I think it too, I think we have an idea of what that looks like. And so people oftentimes have people come in and be like, I have one good friend, but I want to have a huge friend group. And then all people who are in huge friend groups come to me and say, yeah, I have a lot of friends that are supportive, but there's no one that I trust or like, I wish I had one friend that I can go to that I can really trust. So it's also that idea of like the grass is always greener on the other side. And so I think a lot of people do have support systems. They just don't recognize that they're their support systems. And so what I really look for in a support system is people who are not going to judge you, who are there to help you, who would take feedback and being clear with them like, hey, 
I don't want advice. I just want you to listen. And can you just listen to me for a minute? And they allow you just to kind of have that space. And if you feel like you don't have that in your life, there's so many online groups and like the community that was built through my page. And so it's to just searching it and finding it. And I think uh, another way to find a good support group is joining advocacy groups. So being an advocate can be super powerful and you get that support too of the other people who are in it with you with a common goal. And that is how you can build friendships as well. Right. It's just about using your voice and kind of figuring it out and just recognizing it. I think that's really great. So dealing with insecurities can be hard no matter what point in life you are, who you are. Um, So how can people improve their self-confidence and how important is this in life? Well, I think self-confidence is so important. And I think you need to learn how to love yourself or you can love someone else. And I think people get stuck as people are striving for happiness and perfection. And that's not attainable. So you're setting yourself up to fail. So I think it's about, again, recognizing that people are not happy all the time. As a human being, we feel sadness. We feel anger. Happiness is also a feeling we have. So we want to look at being stable and content and having these moments of happiness and having these moments of sadness and anger that we're able to handle well. So I think when we think about how to build self-esteem, it's like, what does that actually look like? And for me, it looked a lot like accepting my flaws and not expecting myself to be perfect. And when I put myself out on social media, I can get so stuck in like, someone misunderstands my video. And then it's like, you don't know what you're talking about, all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, getting mad at myself. Like, oh, I should, I could have worded that differently. And instead saying, you know what, I'm doing the best I can. And I'm not, I'm trying and being thoughtful and I'm thinking about what I want to say. And that has to be enough. And so I think it's about really being kinder to yourself and allowing yourself space to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely know that, especially in this pandemic, I I think a bright side was that I found a group of friends that really supported me, encouraged me. And I think it was from your Instagram. It was a while. I like downloaded TikTok in like March, like everybody else. But um, I found your page and it was something about um, building that community, that, that friend group that really encourages you to be better. And I was kind of contemplating about the friends that I had in school and can I trust them or you know like just trust is a big thing people struggle with of course right and I think in this pandemic I now zoom I have like five good friends that I zoom like every Monday and we just study we don't even talk we just study and I think having that kind of support system where I don't necessarily need to tell them everything but just knowing that they're there is really important and impactful in my life and I think that was definitely because I saw one of your um, ins- your TikToks saying that, like, you know, have that support system. And I think I've definitely had a better outlook on life um, because of that. So thank you so much for that. Gosh, I love that. And that warms my heart. And that is exactly what I want teens to take away from this, because I think we get so stuck in how am I doing academically? Am I popular? Am I fitting in? These are the friends I want to hang out with, though. And we're so focused on what the world tells us is right or what the world tells us is the best way that we forget about, like, what do I want? What do I, where do I feel the happiest? And that's a big piece they see with friendships of people striving and grasping to be in this group when they have these other friends who are sitting here like, hey, I accept you for who you are and I want to hang out with you. And 
they're like, oh no, I'm focused on this other group. So recognizing your worth and what you want. And I think that was a hard lesson for me to learn too growing up was I always wanted to, I was such a people pleaser and I was like, this is what you do. This is the next step. And, you know, people are going to have opinions about what you do and your choices, but you're the one who lives with your choices. So making sure we feel empowered to choose who we want to surround ourselves with, choose who we want to spend our time with and where we want to go in life. Whatever you do will always be enough. And the opinions of others don't really matter as much. As a, a final overarching question for this entire podcast, it's about women empowerment. And this specific episode is about finding your voice, staying positive, inspired, and mindful of what you're doing. So how are you changing the world now or even in the near future? Oh, I, even hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, that makes me feel so <laughs> empowered hearing that. How am I changing the world? It's such a big question. But... You know, I just try, my goal is if I empower one girl, one young girl, one young whoever, um, if I empower them to be able to feel confident, I know that they will empower 10 other people. So it's that ripple effect of empowerment. And it's really choosing to live. I choose to live my life values-based instead of goal-based. So yes, I want to achieve, um, I think like, it's great that I opened my own practice and it's great that I've done these things in life. But you know, if you just focus on that, your happiness lasts 10 seconds because, okay, I opened a practice. Now what? Now I'm on to the next goal. And so choosing to live your life values based is like, what do I want to live my life by? And for me, empowerment is huge. Helping others is huge. And, um, you know, learning, continuing to learn is big for me. So the idea that I'm going to choose, to focus instead on how do I empower other people. So when I'm looking for employees, I'm not just like, oh, who's the best therapist that I've heard of? It's like, who wants to learn? Who's open to suggestions? Who is looking for that mentorship? So then I'm in love with the process instead of just the end goal. And so that I think needs to be a culture shift too as well that so many kids I hear, it's like not about how much they studied, it's I got the B. And now I'm mad at myself. And I'm like, you put in so much effort and resilience and work. And that's what's going to make you successful. The letter grade is so dependent on the teacher, the specific questions they asked, all this other stuff. And it's like we're putting our worth into this letter grade that is not as important as the effort that got you there. Right. That definitely resonates with me. Exams just passed. And, you know, we all were like studying till like 10 p.m. at night and waking up at six to study. And it gets overwhelming. Like, oh, my gosh, this one moment will mean that I cannot get into that college that I want. And just having that growth mindset that life is not a race. It's a marathon, you know, and I think, you know, bringing you bringing attention to that continuously throughout you know, whether that's your therapy with your sessions or on your Instagram, I think that's, you know, really important. And I really appreciate how you show your journey from A to B to C to D, not just like, yep, I started with ADHD and anxiety and now I'm a therapist. Like, you know, you show, you know, how, you know, all the, the bumps and turns that you went through. And I really admired that. So Thank you so much for coming on here and making the time to talk to me about the importance of mental health, having a supportive community, and really being mindful of how you're living your life. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited. I'm sure this is just the beginning of your career and the fact that you're only in high school. So I'm so excited to see where you go in life and definitely 
keep me updated and I'm excited for you. Thank you. So that's it for today's episode. Remember to stay positive, stay inspired and change the world. Bye everyone.